This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Are we live? You took the words right out of my mouth. They're awake and they're on fire. Oh, Will, we were coming to this quite confidently. I thought you might do a quick update on Elise Perry and her unbelievable yep. Ashes score. And then you've said to me about 30 seconds ago, sorry, I was just buying some board shorts online. <laughs> So I just did online shopping on my Sunday night. So we, just let me get my stats up. Got I've, the, I've got Perry them now. Elise Perry has put on an absolute masterclass. She's a gun. Highlight of the weekend in terms of sport for me. Oh, definitely. She's the first Australian woman to hit a double ton. She got 213 not out as Australia declared on 448. Mm. And we are in the box seat to win this so, Ashes test. So she spent all day at the crease and then she was going to bowl... Before she, the close of play last night as I well. I think she, she got a double ton and bowled almost immediately yeah. after. Unbelievable. Did you see how she brought up her double ton though? No. She almost cleared the rope. Everyone thought she'd hit a six. She needed six to score the double ton. She's taken the helmet off, raised the bat, done the salute, yeah. and then they checked the replay. Oh, it bounced about an inch before the rope. Oh. <laughs> so she had to quickly hit one more four and then she got it. That's the last thing you want to do in the nervous 190s. Oh, nervous 190s. It's well, a got, nightmare. We've got plenty to chat about on the show today, including the Socceroos who played yep. over in Honduras yesterday morning yep. the, and the international rules. Yes. One of the biggest events on the oh. AFL calendar. <laughs> I can see riots outside our window. And <laughs> people are still getting over it. <laughs> There's pubs just going off at the Minute. This is Crazy. Will and MJ on Triple M. Now, MJ, yes. they are partying in the streets for Australia. What a glorious win against the Irish. Everyone loves it. Oh, it's, it's been huge today. One of the greatest days oh, on the footballing calendar. Is it the biggest occasion in Australian sports since uh, Kathy Freeman? I think it's so. Esque. It's up there. It's, it's the 2005 you know, World Cup qualifier against it. Uruguay. Yeah, I think it's all in the same category. I thought then. Conor McGregor was fighting. The pubs <laughs> were so packed today. <laughs> that Irish joint on Chapel Street. That was probably going off. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we, we got up against the Irish in the little... So what did you actually think about little it? little kick and giggle over there yeah. in Adelaide. We were taking the piss a bit then, but it wasn't too bad, was it? Hey, I actually adore the sport. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting and fascinating spectacle and I think uh, more Australians should should get behind it AFL fans if I had any idea what the rules were I might have enjoyed it a little yeah. bit more but I couldn't follow it I had no idea what and was you, you can tell the players don't either yeah like they literally every now and then the Australians yeah. the ball was like smothered as a, an Aussie was shooting for goal and yeah. I'm pointing to the corner they were in a corner like in soccer and like yeah. no 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 it's back at the 45 but it was there's always a bit of, there's always a bit of heat considering yeah. sort of no one knows what's going on yeah there's a bit of push and shove. Nat Fife completely dominated. Yeah. Australia won by 10 points in the end. Yeah. It's nice. It's just nice seeing the best players in the game playing together. I think that's something that we should all get behind regularly. Yeah. So it's nice that they uh, chose the best that Australia had to offer this year. You know, you've got uh, I know. Fife, then, Dangerfield, uh, Sloan and Cade Simpson. And for those, for those who names. haven't caught up on the news, yeah. uh, one injury out of the game. Yep. Of course, it was the only Collingwood player on the field. One player. And he goes down with oh, a finger. But it's his other finger, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's not his bad finger. So I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Well, that, that'd just you can be tell by the tone of my voice I'm a Collingwood supporter. Yeah. No, that's a that's bad news. I've always said they should never play international <laughs> <laughs> Now, I always like when it's happening to sort of see what the Irish journalists and what Irish fans say about the game. Yep. Because it's interesting to see, you know, from their point of view, what it's like taking on the might of Australia I'm very, when they're all amateurs. I'd love to speak to an Irish person about the game. Because well, still, we've got another 50 minutes of this show. We can message them. They're sort of waking up now. Yeah. So we may get lucky and speak to an Irish person. Well, let's just see. But the only sort of reactions I could find, they weren't many because it was so early over in Ireland yeah. as the game was taking place. But my favourite take was a bloke called, I think his name's Ewan Sheehan. Oh, that's is, very Irish. Definitely. He's not Chinese, is he? No. Definitely <laughs> Irish. Um, 
He says Nat Fife is the most Aussie name of all time, and he's the most Aussie-looking person of all time, straight off the set of Home and Away. Yeah, he does look very uh, beach-bound, doesn't he? And someone that's, that's said, a good point. Yeah, well someone said to him, a bloke called Brian O'Shea, again, not mistaking that he's <laughs> Irish, said that Dane Zorko is my personal favourite, along with Patrick Dangerfield. Yeah. So a bloke's called Brian O'Shea and, and Brian O'Shea and you and she and are commenting <laughs> on our names. I do underrate Dane and then, Zorko. Though. And then Ewan replied, there's that many Chads and that many Joels, <laughs> which is true, isn't it? That is true. Yeah, maybe we do. We don't take Patrick Dangerfield for granted, the fact that he's one of the best players in our sport. Yeah. What a silly name. It is a silly name, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely it is. My favourite take from yeah. the entire game, Go on. despite the fact that we got up, mm. is <laughs> Australia in the change rooms, they tried to sing a rendition of something. And so what they've done is they've turned the Australian anthem. Couldn't they just have reworded the North Melbourne theme song like every amateur team does? Oh, yeah, but beneath the green and gold we stand, yeah. something like that. Yeah. No, they've gone for the Australian National Anthem and they've turned it into a footy song and they've completely bastardised it and I love it. I love the pause at the end. They, they didn't know whether to go into the, the final little bit. That's a nice version. It's the a reworking. very nice version. All it's missing is a big, and that green well, and that gold. <laughs> I reckon they need to get Jessica Mowboy to do that at the next grand final. 100%. Will and MJ, 105.1 Triple M. Well, mm. normally on Saturday morning, I like to sleep in, mm. not get up before 11. And I reckon you did that again. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. So I missed most of the game of Australia versus uh, Honduras. Honduras. Well done. Now, do you know where Honduras is? If I gave you a map. Yeah, where... I, l- I looked it up um, right. during the week. So How I've... would you have gone before that? Central America. Uh, not well. Yeah. Not well. I knew it was sort of, I knew the region. I could have yeah. got it within about uh, the size of America. Around, yeah, right. around te- around Mexico. You could have picked the third of the world that it was in. Yes. Yeah, I think a lot of people would assume it's an island, but no, it's a... It's a landlocked country. Well, it's not landlocked, but it's uh, it's bordering Nicaragua and El Salvador. And oh, you got, you got some Honduras facts oh, in yeah, front of you, Oh, yeah, just Tegucigalpa, the capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we played soccer against them on Saturday. Of course, it's a two-game series. They hosted the first home game against us. Yep. And we really wanted an away goal because that's how these series work for the uninitiated. You need to – it's an aggregate score, mm-hmm. and then if scores are tied after two games – the team with the most away goals wins. Yep. So if they... And, and if there's the exact same scoring on both sides, it yep. goes to penalty shootouts, yep. like it did with Australia versus Uruguay in 05. Precisely. So if they score one against us in Sydney this Wednesday, we need to score two. Two, yeah. So it's we've, it's not a great situation we're but in, but the, we're the still ma- in the box seat. Regardless of any of the maths, yep. we win on Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. We're in the World Cup. Yep, 100. Oh, is that... Yeah, no, that's, that's right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, that's... <laughs> I'm doing the maths in my head. Now, what did you think of the game on Saturday Well, it was morning? an absolute cow paddock. Yep. Um, I, I seriously, I, I, I was wondering where they'd moved the cows to for and, the game to happen. And because sportsmanship does go out the window when it comes to international oh, yeah. soccer. You take every advantage you can get. Certainly in that part of the world where this, this, that was the biggest game in the history of the country. Yeah. So they, if they need to create a cow paddock. To Russell's and to slow the Australians and, down, and that's what they did. But there were like visible chunks of grass. It was everywhere. crazy. It looked mm. like a game of rugby had just mm. been played on it. And how about the Vuvuzelas? Oh, how oh. annoying! But that would be annoying for your own players as well. It sounded like South Africa all over again. Just it that did. mosquito sound. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I wanted to turn my commentary off. It was like listening to um, 
Kyle and Jackie, <laughs> like in the background. <laughs> Someone under the bus. <laughs> I couldn't think of who to throw under the bus. I didn't want to throw anyone oh, from this station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was a, a challenging game for our team, and I thought they held up very, very well. We, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's probably the best away game we've played in in many, many games. And our saviour, Tim Cahill, mm. took a plane over there, got all the way to Honduras, and didn't even get a minute of game time. No. Well, he hurt his ankle in the A-League recently. So, yeah, But if they're going to save him for... Yeah, the Sydney. Just keep him in Sydney for the next week, and uh, he's he's because have you seen the charter flights that uh, Australia and Qantas have arranged? Mm. So we've got massage tables. These are our charter flights back and forth. We we yeah. left four hours after the final whistle, so we just had a shower on the plane. Get the hell out of there, back in Australia, because it's also the murder capital of the world. Which just quietly, well, that was pointed out by the project. Yeah, Peter Helly got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> he's he it is, is not a, a popular man in Honduras, I can no. tell you that. His stand-up comedy tour wouldn't do well there. <laughs> Just on content alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's something Australia and Honduras have in common. <laughs> no, I quite like Pete Elliott. Anyway, <laughs> Australia, have, we've got the best possible setup to be ready for this Wednesday mm. in Sydney. Yep. Honduras, on the other hand, because it's not a very wealthy country, it's... Like I said, it's bordering El Salvador. It's not uh, yeah, a global powerhouse. Honduras Airlines isn't sort of exactly going no, up either. No, exactly. It's more of a tiger setup. And I don't think Air Asia. <laughs> Malaysia. Yeah. No, Air I, Asia. Oh, yeah, the one that uh, dropped 30,000. Oh, no, don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't go into detail. We need to cut out all this legal <laughs> stuff. Colin Jackie, I'll be on the phone. And Pete Alia. And Pete <laughs> But anyway. I don't think many of their players and the team itself can afford to fly these players comfortably. They are majority of the team is flying economy. Mm. They are having a 14 hour layover in Los Angeles. And then they have to come here after that. I think there's like four stops or something on the way. So they're not going to be well rested. Oh, but that's, that seems to me like a bit of a positive. What the, a 24 hour flight? A lot to do in LA in 14 hours. Though. <laughs> well, there is. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Disneyland, <laughs> get morale up before. Get morale. <laughs> Just go on Space Mountain, a couple of rides on that. Happiest place on earth. Yeah, it'll be team building exercise. <laughs> Jeez, well, we might have a bit to worry about. <laughs> They'll come in with big smiles on yeah, their face. Head to Whiskey A Go Go, the Viper Room, walk down Venice Beach. They're going to have the time of their lives. <laughs> it'll be great. Jeez, we could be in trouble they here. They should go to a recording of Alan. <laughs> <laughs> That'll lift them. Will and MJ, 105.1 Triple M. MJ, what is it time for? Will and MJ's. Serious news. <laughs> no, no, no. Serious news. You're taking the reins this week. Yeah, well, as as you know, and to let keep the listeners informed, mm. there's been a bit of an emergency with the serious news this yeah. week because something I read this morning, which is on the front page of the Herald Sun, Yeah, I thought I could come in here to report on it. Uh, and I got the article up on heraldsun.com.au now, and yeah. there's a very important part missing from the story that was on the front page of the paper today. Well, I'll be honest, you've been scrambling. I've been scrambling you've to been... try and get this off the ground. And I, you've been making phone calls. You've been getting, I've seen your phone lighting up. You've been getting photos sent to you of, there, there it is. You've got a photo of the front page. So you're saying the online version of this story has a line removed. Yes. And it was a line, the only line I really cared about in the whole story. <laughs> and this was your serious news. Yeah. I'm so curious. I don't even know what the topic is. So well, the topic, this is why I needed this one line in the story. Yep. Because it's not something we would normally run with, um, which is um, young thugs. Hey, my phone just restarted. Will, hang on. Oh, no. So it's just chaotic here. 
Young thugs will feast on first-class food. Nice alliteration Jeez, there. In a, in a menu shake-up at Victoria's Youth Justice Centres. Right. The government contract has revealed that top-class Tucker, they're a big fan of the alliteration. They're really going <laughs> alliteration crazy, aren't Keeping they? the state's worst teen offenders fed. They can. It sounds like a Dr. Zeus book so far. <laughs> yeah. Chicken schnitzels. It's happening again. <laughs> I didn't even realise this. Chicken schnitzels, finger food, and fillets of fish. <laughs> oh, my God. This is taking another turn. Roses on roses yeah. and pittance on kittens. So it's all happening out of the Parkville and Marnsbury prison. So what's happening, Will, yep. is all the crap food's getting taken out. Yep. And the young offenders, what do they call them here? They've got a name for them. Kitty criminals. Oh, I think we should be reporting on, um, on Herald Sun journalists just losing the plot. Yeah. So what's happening is, long story short, yeah. they're getting rid of the crap food and they're bringing in good food. Yes. Now, there's one thing that's... It's a very got... boring story. Yes, I don't know. I know. What, I'm curious to see why you brought it up. Well, this is the thing that worried me. Yes. Meatball Mondays... <laughs> Another! ...are out. <laughs> so, so that was in the Herald Sun. So Meatball Mondays, yeah. which I presume would have been a highlight of the week for most of these criminals... Oh, it's just second behind Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no mention of Taco Tuesdays in here. But Meatball Mondays out. Oh, there would be. Is that what the riots were over? But this is what the dramas happened unfolding in the last sort of half hour. Yeah. That one line about Meatball Mondays <laughs> has been removed. They couldn't confirm it. No, it's been removed from the online story. I'm going to keep an eye out on corrections yes. tomorrow in the Herald Sun. Well, I think Sun. we should put a call in yep. to Corrections Victoria. Yes. To say, is Meatball Mondays on the chopping block or not? Is it off the lunch menu? Because no matter what these young kids have done, Oh yeah, just give them some joy in the week. You, I, I don't, I don't care what you've done. You deserve meatball Mondays. Yeah, you They're, do. You don't just rob someone of that opportunity. No, that's, no. A, that's a human rights issue. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. <laughs> this is Will and MJ on Triple M. Now, MJ, you have come to me with a last-minute segment that you wanted to thrust in front of me. Yeah, so it broke a bit earlier <laughs> tonight. Yep. Um, and I think Daniel Ricciardo, the F1 driver, is fast becoming my favourite Australian athlete. He's right up there. He's a weird unit. He's real weird. We came within a whisker of having a sit-down with him. Remember that? Oh, how close was that? Oh, that was devastating. I think we Seb Costol ta Costello stole it off us. <laughs> Seb Costello stole it off us. Uh, yeah, that was really disappointing. Yeah, it was. It wasn't Seb's fault. No, it wasn't his fault. But, but I'm still blaming like him. Like, I'm still dirty on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now... Now, if we did have a chance to chat to him, yep. I'm tipping we would have got something weird out of him. Oh, for sure. But nothing as weird of, as what's happened over in Brazil. Okay. Now, the sting in the F1 season's gone a bit out of it because Lewis Hamilton is the world champ. So it's over. Regardless of what happens. That's a shame. But there's still movements in the drivers' champions and things like that. The Red mm. Bull have fallen pretty short a lot this year. Right. Which, and that's who Ricardo drives for. But they're still going to finish, I think, third in the drivers' championship, in the constructors' championship, sorry. Right. And both drivers are finishing the top six. So it's been a disappointing year in some races because they haven't finished a lot, especially yeah. Ricardo. But it's been positive in other senses. Right. And so I think Ricardo at the minute is just a bit fed up with the whole thing because <laughs> his car didn't finish in Austin. Yeah. And then I think again in Mexico and in now Brazil, he's copped a lot of grid penalties. Oh, so right. So that's three races in a row, which have just been a bit of a disaster for him. Uh. So he's upset with that side of it and just he's generally annoyed. Yeah. So when he was approached after the qualifying uh, just recently, so which would have been the Saturday over there in Brazil, yep. he was asked by a reporter um, just how his car's going. Okay. <laughs> and this was his response. We're down on full power this morning, just trying to bed it in. 
Yeah, just um, just bedded in. Yeah. So we bought some new mattresses, and um, you know, it's the first night of sleep. It's always a bit. You need to get a few few people on the bed to figure it out. So pillow fights and all. What? Okay, absolute nonsense. Uh, but yeah, this afternoon any better? Uh, yeah, we we had a slumber party and it was pretty good. That was. Uh, it got wild. Stop your interview. He's just, just going off on a tangent. He said bedded in about the car. Yeah. And he's just gone a complete left field. Oh, that is the funniest thing. How good's that? That's Mike? a bloke that's sick of talking about his car yeah. breaking down. Exactly. Like, Ricardo was funny. Yeah. And he sort of knew he was being funny. But how's the English reporter? Yeah. Okay, absolute nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of him, too. <laughs> okay, absolute nonsense. <laughs> Absolute you nonsense. should keep that grab on standby. I think Absolutely. It really sums up the we show. We should rebrand our show. <laughs> okay, absolute nonsense. With Will and MJ. <laughs> now, MJ, yep. I, was just, sorry, I was just watching a replay of the wall up here. Across this show. Is that the Channel 7 show that looks like a big pinball machine? Yeah. What an absolute gimmick this is. It's filmed in Poland. Poland? Yeah. So is the audience Polish? They must be. They must be paid to be there. Well, they just asked a question about um, the Rip Curl Pro. So... I see a lot of confused Polish people in the audience. I hope they're getting paid for it. Yeah, the Poles, geez, they must be. I'm not sure they're a fan of surfing's that big they over there. They wouldn't even speak. They just clap when they're told to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're sort of slaves. They just bring them in off the street. There we go. Well, we weren't we weren't going to wrap up the show by talking about uh, the Polish Axel audience Whitehead and <laughs> of the Axel Whitehead driven wall show. <laughs> But we were going to discuss your latest venture into the podcast world, MJ. Yeah, that's right. Now, for the uninitiated, you are the producer of Mark Howard's The Howie Games. Yeah, that's right. And that's a podcast we started about a year ago. Yep. Uh, I worked with Howie on the Dead Set Legends, which Triple M listeners will be familiar with. Yep. Uh, and this is a podcast we've sort of born out of that, yep. uh, which has been going from strength to strength over the last 12 months or so. So the premise is Mark Howard sits down with uh, notable sports personalities. And yeah. it's shot its way to number one sports podcast in the country. Yeah, it's a bit of right. a juggernaut. Yeah, it's going off at the minute. And what's this good. latest one you've been Well, the next one's on. called The Moment. It's been oh, in the work for about 12 months. Yep. Uh, it's like the Howie Games, except on steroids, where it's sort of <laughs> right. five or six interviews intertwined with... So you've got Marion Jones and into Lance Armstrong... Yeah, that's right. It's really, <laughs> I just missed my joke. It's really spiked. <laughs> We've spiked the podcast, the Howie game. It's just a drug-based podcast. <laughs> yeah, that is. We're worried about how well it's going to yeah. do. <laughs> no, no, but seriously. I'm confident it'll do well. This it's, is about moments in sport yeah, history. And, and the first episode came out on Thursday. Yeah. And it fo- each one's going to focus on a different moment in Australian sport, yes. keeping it local for now. Uh, and it's sort of like an ESPN 30 for 30. Oh, yeah, they're great. Um, in audio form. And, and so the first one that came out on Thursday is about the Socceroos and their goal in 2005 and the entire 30, 40 year build up to what that wow. goal meant to everyone. So here's a quick sort of minute preview of what it sounds like. On the evening of November 16, 2005, John Aloisi walked towards the penalty spot with a nation's hopes resting on his shoulders. All I could hear were sort of whispers in the crowd. Is this it? Are we going? If he scores this, it was, it was that sort of surreal moment. This was a moment many people thought would end in failure again. I'm thinking derail. Everyone's thinking derail because it's happened too many times before. This is a story of hardship and sacrifice. Oh, mate, you know how many phone calls I had? Yeah, I was probably on the phone to my mum and saying that I wanted to come home. Like, actually crying. It's a story of countless lost opportunities. Oh, it was... Um, phew, that's 
probably going to hurt for a very, very long time. This is the story of one kick. One moment. Here's Aloisi for a place in the you World Cup. So, yeah, so it's goosebump in, stuff, in, mate. In two parts, it goes for about an hour all up. So, yeah, um, you, you haven't done the, uh, any of the fancy uh, audio work. Well, <laughs> that's all your Maddie Haywood type operator, I think. Yeah, he's had some help in that department, but uh, <laughs> I edited it together. It's taken a lot of work, and I wish I put as much work into the end of this show. Yeah. I'm not sure where we're going to go now. But... <laughs> we're rambling. <laughs> Give us a follow on Facebook if you can, Will and MJ. Yes, we, uh, we've been a bit lazy on there, actually. I think we need to. More videos, I think. We'll pump up the video game. Let's make a pack to our on air and uh, podcast Two videos. listeners. Two, vi- <laughs> Two videos in when? In the next week. Before the year ends. Or <laughs> well, that's the right way we're going at at the minute. Yeah, seriously. And if you're listening on iTunes, please um, subscribe and give us a rating if you can as well. We always ask that, but it, yeah. um, it really helps our cause. Well, I saw some research that asking for reviews yep. often leads to people doing it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and I didn't know if you'd, if you'd read that before because you, you're a big advocate for pumping up the review section. Well, it's the iTunes. only sort of reaction we tend to get. No, because... And I, it's all very positive, which is what it, I like as well. As far as we know, no one likes or cares about <laughs> it. So it's nice just to get just a little the odd positive person. reinforcement yeah, now and then. <laughs> well, we'll be back next Sunday night at 10 p.m. And yes. next Sunday will be only four days out from the first Ashes test. Oh, my goodness. Can we you believe that? We cricket tonight, eh? Uh, we'll cover it all next week. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Will and MJ. 105.1 Triple M.